What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of The Course Record. I am your host, Tyler C., and we are very excited to have you join us today. On The Course Record, I have fun conversations with the next wave of elite golfers to uncover how they got to where they are today and what it takes to succeed at the highest levels. You'll get a behind-the-scenes look of what goes into their process of consistently improving and putting together great rounds. Here, we can learn a lot from our peers to help us take our games to the next level. If you are a first-time listener, I recommend you check out our website, thecoursrecord.com, or our social media pages to help you get a better understanding of who we are and what we do. Our guest today is Clay Sieber, who is currently a member of the Long Beach State men's golf team and has quite the resume thus far. He was a 2016 Rolex Junior All-American. He was a member of the 2017 Wyndham Cup West team, which is the AJGA's version of the Ryder Cup. And in 2018, he won the SCPGA Toyota Tour Cup Championship and Player of the Year Award. I first met Clay when he was 13 years old and hitting driver 270 yards. We've been great friends since, and I had the opportunity to caddy for Clay at the U.S. Junior Amateur. I actually played with Clay when he shot the course record 62 at Oak Creek Golf Club in Irvine at just 14 years old. He is well on his way to a bright future, yet he only started playing golf at the age of 9. Not only is Clay crazy talented, but he is also probably the hardest worker I know. He wants it more than anyone, and he takes the proper steps to improving and reaching his maximum potential. In this episode, Clay shares his many life experiences thus far, from practicing and playing alongside many PGA Tour players, such as Patrick Cantlay, Brendan Steele, and Luke List, to working with renowned swing coach Jamie Mulligan. We discuss what he has been able to learn from the best of the best, and how he applies those principles to his daily process. Clay and I also discuss his many injuries through the past couple of years, and how he finds the silver lining in them to keep pushing through the adversities that life throws at us. I was able to learn a lot from today's episode and hope you are able to as well. Please enjoy. All right, welcome in everybody. We got our special guest here, Clay Siever. Uh, Very thankful to have Clay on. Welcome in. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, Clay and I actually were neighbors when I first moved to California. I lived just down the street from each other and Clay introduced me to his group of friends at Oak Creek Golf Club who we're all still great friends today. I met Clay when he was 14. At 14 years old, Clay was hitting his driver about 280 yards, hitting his five iron about 200 yards. Uh, he was already like five foot ten at that point, full chest of hair and everything. Uh, also had the course record at Oak Creek at 14 years old, uh, 62, right? Yeah, yeah 62. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. I actually was there playing with him. What's that like? What's that feeling like to be that successful at that young of an age, knowing that you can throw up course records at 14? No big deal. Uh. I mean, really, everything when you're when you're super young. I mean, you're you're just out there to have fun. So like everything was just so fast paced, and I mean, it was literally it was just. I mean, we went to the golf course. We got there at like eight, nine. We left at, you know, sundown. Our our parents basically had to pull us out of the golf course. So like, I think, literally, it was. I just went there to go have fun and hang out with you guys, um, and then. Really, just with all of that, I mean, we practiced all day, and then, you know, when we weren't practicing, we were all hanging out. So it was really just, I mean, it was a lot of fun, and then I played pretty good, you know, in all my tournaments. So, I mean, it was, I was definitely probably on a high for a little bit, um, especially when I was that young. But, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was a lot of fun and a lot of good memories with, 
really everyone at Oak Creek and just traveling around the U.S. Yeah, like you said, you know, we were able to practice and play together all the time. I mean, I know that meant a lot to me just to help me grow as a competitor. Um, you know, what type of impact do you think that us, especially all of us being older, um, had on uh, impact on you as a competitor? Yeah, I mean, you guys, <laughs> I mean, you all are like, what, three, four, five years older than me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it was kind of, I mean, I have a lot of brothers and sisters. I have four brothers and two sisters. So, I mean, I'm used to kind of getting thrown around and I, I'm used to like, you know, being the underdog. Um, so, I mean, it was kind of, it made me probably mature a lot faster. Um, but I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, you probably, it helped me tremendously because y'all were hitting it farther than me. So I didn't really care how old I was. I was just trying to hit it past you guys and I was trying to beat you all. So it was like, I mean, it was, it definitely helped me improve when I was younger. And I mean, I still like, you know, you always want to find the best competition. So, I mean, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, speaking of always trying to find the best competition right after Oak Creek, after a while, you uh, were able to start playing a Shady Canyon where you're able to start playing with a lot of PGA Tour players from Patrick Cantlay, Brendan Steele, Luke List. Um, you know, what is that transition like to go from playing with all your buddies 15 years old to PGA Tour players? I mean, these are the top of the top guys. Yeah, I mean, when I first joined there, I mean, I'm, I'm so thankful that um, I have an honorary there and they gave me that. Um, but just like just playing with them, I mean, when I was that young, you know, I was I was probably more nervous on the first tee, teeing off there with Brendan and Luke and Patrick than I was going to my, you know, junior events and playing for, you know, all the marbles. But I mean, it literally, I mean, we're, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. So it was like, I mean, we're still learning and trying to just grow every day. So when I get to go play with them, I mean, I think I'm, I'm probably more nervous than I am in a, in a junior event, like I said, but also I'm like so on edge because I'm trying to watch everything that they're doing and I'm trying to pick up every little detail that they do and how they handle themselves and when they're playing bad, how they're handling, how, how they're handling themselves. Um, so yeah, just trying to like, honestly, I mean, I hate school, <laughs> hate school, <laughs> but when I'm on the course and like, I just love learning from all of them and seeing what everyone does. So, I mean, yeah, I'm like super focused and yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's always important to be just a student of the game. I mean, like you're, you'll never achieve perfection in golf and that's the beautiful thing. So you just, you know, it's the game of a lifetime. You play until you're 80 and you'll always be mad no matter if you shot, you know, 62 or 78. It's yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing though. When I play, when I was that young and I played with them, I mean, they have bad days. Like they're not perfect. I mean, everyone's trying to like, I see every junior golfer trying to be perfect. And then when they hit a bad shot, they like throw their club or they slam their bag or, you know, they curse or something. And it's like, I hit way too many bad shots and everyone hits way too many bad shots to like do that. I mean, it's just not going to be fun and I'm not going to be in a good mood if I'm always throwing my clubs and yelling at my golf ball. Like <laughs> I make so many terrible swings and <laughs> I mean, sure, they may look good, but I mean, I maybe hit a couple of good around and I mean, that's why I keep coming back. Yeah. I mean, like Tiger Woods even says on average, he only hits two golf shots per round exactly the way he wanted to. So, I mean, golf is just a game of like limiting your mistakes at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that's something you can learn a lot from those PGA Tour guys. But um, yeah, you said you had mentioned you hate school and I don't think you're alone in that. Um <laughs> So you spent one year at public high school and then 
you know, your game was just so good. You then switched to online school to be able to spend more time to focus on golf. Um, you know, how did you benefit from being able to focus more on golf and how did that prepare you for college now? Yeah. I mean, it's very interesting because you see more junior athletes all across the board dropping out of like public schools and even private schools and just going, um, online school or I went to like one-on-one school. Um, I mean, just so much flexibility. And I remember seventh and eighth grade, I missed the last seventh and eighth grade. I missed the last three weeks of school both years. And so I had to come back in the summer and take my finals and finish all my classes. And I was just, I was not going to have that because my schedule was never going to change. So over the next four years, I was always going to have finals on the three biggest weeks of like junior, junior golf. And so I didn't want to miss the biggest, you know, biggest tournaments because that's, I mean, you know, that's where everyone wants to be. It was at the best competition. So, I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, I kind of needed to do it and I could, when I was on the road, I could still do my schoolwork and yeah, I mean, I was out of class by 10 o'clock so I could just go practice all day and yeah, I mean, it was, it's definitely, I think it was definitely a right decision for me. Yeah. And now that like coronavirus has hit and everybody's now had to do online school and realizing that, you know, there are benefits to that. Um, do you think this will be the new model for all the top level athletes, not only in golf, but just all around that, you know, online high school is the future? I'm, I don't know if necessarily it's the future, but like, I mean, golf's very individualized. So, I mean, it's, you know, myself, the golf ball, the golf course. Um, so like, I mean, if you play football or you play basketball, like, I mean, you're going to need to go, you know, you're going to need to go to high school and stuff um, or a public school, I should say. Um, but, yeah, I definitely see, I mean, a ton of my friends have gone to online school um, that play golf. So, I mean, I think a lot more people who are playing golf are actually doing that just because we travel so much. And, I mean, golf kind of takes a long time. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it just makes sense. It's almost the most time-consuming sport, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, people no, will always 100%. argue with that. But, uh so online school helped you prepare for college golf. And I know that one big contributing factor to helping you prepare was when you switched to Jamie Mulligan as your coach, your swing coach, uh, who works with so many great PGA Tour players. His biggest student is Patrick Cantlay, number seven player in the world. Also, you know, Luke List and many others. Um, I know he's had a big impact on your game. And I know Jamie talks about how with every single one of his players, they have a system going into a tournament that helps them best prepare uh, for the tournament round. Do you have a system with Jamie? And if you do, you know, kind of walk us through that. So yeah, Jamie's like my best friend. I mean, I hang out with him. I'm going there every single day. So I mean, really just hanging out with him and seeing how he acts, seeing how everyone else acts, um, I think is the biggest thing. I mean, since when I started with him and where I've gone in the last two years being with him, or I, I feel like they're leaps and bounds of where I, where I was when I was, you know, 16, 17 years old. Um, and I think the biggest thing is really the system that we've created for me that, I mean, I'm still learning and developing, so I'm still kind of learning my system and I'm still seeing what works best for me. Um, and I have been injured over the last couple of years, so I haven't really been able to dig into it as much as I would like. Um, but outside of it, I mean, it, the system is not just, the system is not just golf. Like the system is, how, how I go about school, how I go about working out, how I go about just life in general. So it's like, it's a whole, I mean, there's, there's a wheel, he calls it the wheel. Um, 
and there's spokes on a wheel that you need, you know, you need to keep them straight and you're going to be, you're going to be good. And so they're, they're changing over the years. Cause I change, um, I mature, I grow. So they're going to be changing over the next couple of years and probably the next couple of years are going to be my most important years. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. Cause I mean, when you're a junior golfer and you're playing well, there's certain things that are going to help you, but there's also a lot that's going to hurt you. And so when you can throw everything out that hurts you and just focus on what helps you and makes you be a better person, be a better golfer, be a better student, then that's like the ultimate goal. And, you know, when my spokes get uh, crooked or out of line, I mean, he's the first one to straighten them back out and keep me accountable. So that's, that's the best part. That's awesome. What tends to be the spokes that get out of line for you personally? Personally, I mean, a lot of times there's a lot of like, I feel like I'm going to find it. I feel like when I'm off, I start searching. And so over the years, I've tried to like, I've tried to get rid of it. Um, You know, it's kind of like he always says, like, you're trying to look for something under a rock that's just not there. Like, just keep doing what you're doing and you're going to get there. So just trust the process and get there. And so the biggest thing for me really is just, is just searching. Um, and then my, I mean, my spokes are family, uh, is the most important one. Um, you know, hanging out with friends, being able to get away from golf. Um, so a hobby, I just started surfing a little bit. Um, so I've been surfing a lot. I really like it cause I can just go out there and I'm not f- thinking about anything. Um, and then I have school, um, so I got to keep all that straight. So then I'm not stressful, um, or make it at least stressful as possible. And then really it just, the, the last one is really just discipline, um, and staying true to, to, true to who I am. And so if all those, you know, are straight, then, then we'll be good. And then the one that gets off the most is probably just searching and then, yeah, I mean, really, it's just searching because everything else is sometimes I probably practice a little too much. Um, so, I mean, having fun outside of golf is probably another thing that I need to work on. Yeah. I mean, you've always been the grinder of our group, you just all day at the course and spending immense amount of hours just focusing on one thing. And that takes so much discipline. And to be able to see that discipline in you from such at such a young age was really cool and inspiring for all of us. Um, how do you keep that discipline and, you know, get yourself to the course every day to put in those hours? Um, yeah, I mean, it's really just cause I mean, first off, I love the game and second off, I want to be, you know, I want to be the best in the world. So I watch a lot of like motivational videos of, you know, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan and you just watch the last dance. So, I mean, if you see everything that they're doing, I mean, they're working harder than anyone else. They're, you know, they might have to put stuff aside and, you know, focus on golf and they may miss out on things, but I mean, they were the greatest of all time. Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. So, and Kobe isn't far behind them. So, I mean, just seeing that. And then another thing is like, when I'm like, you know, when I'm older, when I'm 50 years old, I have family, kids, whatever it is. I don't want to look back on my junior career in my teens and early 20s and say wow like I could have worked harder like if I worked harder maybe I could have made it like I don't I don't want that I don't want to take that chance and say you know damn like I should have 
I should have worked harder because I mean, that's, that's the biggest regret. If you look and you're 50 years old and you look back and you're like, damn, I had that much talent. And I didn't work for it. So, I mean, once I, you know, once I saw, I think Kobe Bryant's probably helped me the most. When I don't know if you've ever seen his, his interview when he said, if I wake up at four in the morning, then I can practice at 5.30 and I can be in the gym from 5.30 to 7.30. And then I can take an hour and a half, two hour break. Then I can get back in the gym from 9.30 to 11.30. Then I can take another two hour break. Then I can get back in the gym from what? 1.30 to 3.30. And then I can take another break and get back in the gym from 5.30 to 7.30. So he's practicing five sessions a day, right? But the person that wakes up at 12 o'clock, like, all right, well, they can practice at one o'clock. They can practice from one to three and then five to seven. I mean, that's only what, two or three? a day so I mean if you're practicing everyone always asks me why I wake up so early in the mornings but like if I wake up at six o'clock every day and someone else wakes up at eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock I mean I got two hours on them each day I got what 14 hours on them if they're waking up at eight and I'm waking up at six to be more productive and and do my my stuff so I mean that's really the biggest thing is just when I'm older I don't want to look back on my career and be like I could have worked harder yeah for sure um you know, part of that hard work sometimes is potential wear and tear of the body. And I know that you have dealt with a lot of injuries in the past and I'm not directly correlating them to, you know, your hard work, but I definitely think that there may have been some correlation. Um, you know, what, how, how have those injuries impacted you not only as a golfer, but just like mentally, uh, physically, emotionally and your confidence? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways to look at injuries. I mean, there's, the good side of it and then you know my mentor Kevin Baker who's helped me a ton over the years has always called it ta- taught me to you know find the silver lining and everything so I mean I've been injured I've had a you know back injury hand procedure just tore my labrum a couple months ago or actually about a year ago now so I've had a, a lot of injuries but I mean I wouldn't really want it I mean Sure, I wouldn't want to get injured, but the stuff that I've learned along the way has been way more important than missing out on playing golf. I mean, now that I go to the golf course, you know, taking five months off at a time, six, seven months off at a time, I mean, you you see how much you care for the game. And, I mean, it's taught me a lot. I mean, you know, when I was younger, it was like you can take things for granted. So now it's... I mean, I don't take things for granted, and I definitely think I'm a probably a better person because of it. So, I mean, I'm thankful for him, really. I mean, sure, I wish I didn't happen, but I'm glad it did happen to me because I'm, I'm a lot happier with who I am today than I was, was when I was 14, 15, not injured. Yeah, absolutely, and you've matured so much from that, and I think it's super important in not only golf, but just in life. I mean, everybody goes through adversity, and it's important to realize that, and it's all about how you handle the adversity. And, uh, you know, some people can get really down on themselves. Some people can get angry, and those are just not beneficial in any way. But if you can just always be thankful and realize that I'm just – when you're healthy, to be thankful for yeah. – grateful for that health. And, and I mean, I, I definitely was angry. I mean, I my shoulder surgery – I mean, I was, it was supposed to be a 15-minute procedure. It was supposed to be just a slap tear in the front of my, sh- in front of my labrum. And I woke up, and it was over a three-hour procedure. And I split the front side of my labrum straight in half. So it was completely torn in half. So, I mean, of course, I've always been angry. And, I mean, 
waking up from that and my mom telling me, hey, you know, you just, you were just under for three hours. I mean, I don't know if I've ever been so mad in my life, to be honest, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is that I can't change it. So yeah, I mean, I've definitely been mad. Everyone always gets, you know, you can't control everything. So I mean, just go with the flow and <laughs> control what you can. Yeah, you've been able to you've been able to mature a lot from that. And now that you're in college golf, um, you know, your first year, you were injured the first quarter and then only able to play a couple of events, then coronavirus hit. So now you have another full year, four full years here at Long Beach State. Um, what are some of your short term and long term goals in those four years? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really have much of a freshman year. Um, I only played three events in the spring before we got shut down. I missed the fall because of because of my shoulder. Um, but I, I honestly think the coronavirus might have been the best thing ever. Because sure, my main goal was coming back to golf. So my main goal was like, when can I get back? When can I get back? When can I get back? When can I go help my team? You know, that was that was my biggest goal. So I mean, but now that I, I took the time or really didn't have an option because of the coronavirus, um, I've been able to like focus on fitness. I've actually gotten really in, like into fitness um, to try and get bigger and stronger um, and faster. I mean, the biggest my biggest goal right now in that department is, I mean, I, I if I, I mean, if I want to play this professionally, I can't keep getting injured. So I need to get bigger. I need to get stronger. My body needs to be more, be able to more or handle more. Um, so really, my biggest thing is, I need I need to get I need to gain weight. <laughs> I can't gain weight. So I'm trying to, me and my trainer, I just talked about it yesterday. I want to get to 170. I'm at like 156 right now. So, I mean, I got to gain 14, 15 pounds and our optimal, our, our goal in a couple or however long it takes is ideally we want to get to 175, but our first goal is going to be 170. So, I mean, getting there first is going to be the biggest thing. So over the next three, four, four months, we're going to, we're going to work on that. And it's not by eating like you know, junk food and stuff like that. So I'm going to be eating, you know, super clean, just eating a lot and working out a lot. Um, but as far as like golf concerns, I mean, my short term or over the next four years of college, I want to become the number one amateur in the world. And then after that, I want to be on the PJ tour. And then once I'm on the tour for four years, I want to become the number one player in the world. And then from there, win majors, hopefully long term be in the hall of fame. Um, but yeah, that's my goals moving forward over the next decade or so. For sure. Uh, even shorter term, do you have any other, sh like, I know the, the fitness with your uh, trainer was your shorter term. Do you have any shorter term goals in golf that, you know, other people could learn from in terms of, do you look at each day as a short term goal of, let me put in this many hours in X, Y, Z, or is it more like in six months, I want to have this finish in this tournament or... No, I mean, I never, I'm never going to base anything off of, oh, I want to get a top 10 in this event. Oh, I want to play well in this event. Because I feel like I put too much pressure on that. So, I mean, if I just focus on what I do day in and day out with workout, nutrition, practicing, and practicing the right way and being disciplined in my practices, I think everything else will follow. So if I just focus on those three things every day, then I think everything will follow. Or that's ideally what would happen. And so I don't, I'm not like... You know, if I go, what, three, four months and don't have a good finish, but I'm doing everything correctly and I feel like I'm getting better and I know I'm getting better, but I'm just not seeing results, 
I'm just, I mean, I'm just going to keep going because I know what I'm doing is working. And I mean, I got, I trust my coach more than anyone in the world. So, I mean, if he tells me to, I mean, if he tells me to slap my face before I hit the ball, I mean, I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where our relationship's at. And I mean, I, I mean, he's coached so many tour players, so um, I know he's not going to, going to put me off, off the rails. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, we're rooting you on, we're wishing you the best. And I know that although it's going to be, you know, four years may seem like a long time, it's going to go by quick. You know, I just graduated. So I know what that process is like. You just got to trust it. And, uh, I know the future's super bright for you. Super thankful that we've been able to spend the last couple of years together and, uh, sky's the limit. So, uh, with that, any closing remarks? No, just, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me do this. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, of course. And I'm sure we'll have you on again in the future whenever you got that number one AM status <laughs> and then then the PGA Tour status and the Hall of Fame. Lots of interviews for you to come. So uh, thanks again for coming on. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to like, subscribe, check out our social media pages at The Course Record, or visit our website, thecoursrecord.com. I would love to hear your feedback about who you want to hear from next and what topics you are most interested in learning about. Thanks again, and we look forward to seeing you next time.